Well, that wasn't too bad, was it? We have won 4-1 against Leeds this afternoon at the Emirates. Eight points clear again at the top of the table. Let's get into it. What a great performance it was again. So Arsenal 4, Leeds United 1 this afternoon at the Emirates. And have we not seen this somewhere before? I think we might have done in our very last game um, at the Emirates when we beat Crystal Palace 4-1. Very, very similar game. Very, very similar performance. Yes, we rode our luck at times in that first half. We know we did. But at this point in the season, there's only one thing that matters. That is picking up those three points. We saw Man City beat Liverpool 4-1 earlier in the day. We knew nothing less than a victory was going to be enough today when you look at the fixtures that we've got coming up over the next few weeks. So um, let's have a look at the performance and what we made of it. And um, let's kind of see where we think it leaves us. I mean, let's start with a, with the team lineup because for me, um, it was pretty much as expected, apart from, of course, Bukayo Saka following his heroics for England over the last um, couple of weeks, um, was rested down to the bench. Of course, he did come on later in the game. Was it his 71st consecutive Premier League appearance? Wow, what an incredible run. That is uh, of someone so so young. Um, so the lineup was, I say, as expected, it was Aaron Ramsdale in goal. It was, of course, Rob Holding came in again at the back in place of William Saliba. So he played alongside Gabriel with Ben White and Zinchenko as the two fullbacks in midfield. Xhaka, Party, and Erdogan, of course, as usual in the front three. This time slightly rotated. Gabriel Jesus got his first start, and good to see him get a couple of goals, wasn't it? And it was Trossard and Martinelli either side. So. A strong Arsenal side, of course, you know, we, we've got a very good team. We know that. Um, the first half, I thought, was a little bit, um, I thought we were a little bit nervy, maybe. Uh, Leeds came out and, and caused us some problems, didn't they? A lot of pacing behind their front three looked very lively, especially Somerville. Um, I thought he looked a very, very good player, didn't he, in that first half. Aronson, as well, was causing us one or two problems. And um, we had to... We had to dig in, really, didn't we, in that first half? We didn't play particularly well. We wasn't getting our attacking movements going. We didn't really threaten the Leeds defence at all. Um, and we could easily have been behind, couldn't we? A bit like the Bournemouth game, wasn't it? Straight from the kickoff, Leeds had a chance. Good save from Ramsdale. Um, and they did have the better chance, didn't they, in that first half an hour or so. Uh, a couple of good saves later on from Aaron Ramsdale as well to keep it at nil-nil. And um, I must admit, even at that stage when Leeds were maybe playing the better football, I never really, I was not really worried. And even if Leeds had gone ahead, I don't think I'd have been too, too worried about where the game might have gone, where the result might have ended up, because I just felt that we had the quality there. Um, and yes, we were fortunate for the first goal. I mean, let's, let me know what you think in the comments about the, the penalty, because I thought it was, um, it was soft, a little bit soft, wasn't it? I mean, Luke Aylin slipped over and then he, he put a leg out to try to win the ball. The, the contact was minimal. I mean, Jesus did what all strikers do, made the most of a contact, went down, the referees give the penalty. Uh, VAR didn't overrule it and happy days. Um, interesting to see Jesus take the penalty. Of course, usually it's Bukayo Saka. And of course, he wasn't able to, he wasn't on the pitch with this. So he wasn't able to take this one. But um, a cool penalty from Gabriel, what Jesus, wasn't it? Straight down the middle. Um, he gambled that the keeper's going to dive. He did. Uh, keeper dived to his right and Gabriel Jesus just rolled it in the middle and um, a good um, relief for him. He hasn't scored for, what was it, six months since his last goal against Tottenham. So nice to get him up and running on the score sheet again. And I think that, that penalty really changed the game, didn't it? Because I say Leeds were probably the better team up until that point in the game. And then um, the penalty comes and we get in front and 
you can see the difference in everything, can't you? The, the atmosphere in the stadium changed after the goal. The players looked a lot more relaxed. We'd been very, very tense before that. Um, and I say very similar to the Crystal Palace game, wasn't it, in our last home game? And very similar to quite a few games that we've had in recent weeks as well. Uh, Redendra says 4-1 to the Arsenal. Indeed, it was. Uh, Redendra says, Hi, Rich. First half, 50-50. But they fouled on Jesus, gave us the lead. Second half, we were totally dominant. Yeah, we were a little bit sloppy at times. We'll come on to the second half a, a little bit later as well. Um, but yeah, you're right. It was totally dominant, really. Um, Redendra says, winning 3-0. And we went two lax uh, and let them have a goal. Uh, imagine if we have let uh, three or four teams put a goal back so we could also have golden invited over City as well as a point. Yeah, I mean, at home in particular, we've struggled, haven't we, to keep clean sheets. We've only kept, is it two or three clean sheets at home all season, haven't we? We have got an issue with that. We always seem to switch off for brief moments, concede a soft goal. And we did it again today. We did it against Crystal Palace. We've done it too many times, really. It's a little bit of a worry. Um, but when we're scoring four goals, does it, does it matter too much? Probably not. Um Redemption says players coming in from different training for their countries. Yeah, that's that's true. National breaks always tough. Right, we've got Clive in the chat there, my friend. Good to see you. He says, um, good day, Rich. Great win for Arsenal. Yeah, it was. Very good win. And it was very important as well. You know, when you're playing second on the weekend and the other team played ahead of you and they've won, it puts a little bit more pressure on, doesn't it? And we had to win today um, and we got the job done. But yeah, that, that penalty for me was a turning point. Well, I thought we were... Not really on our game, were we, until then? We, we sort of missed Saka. Yeah, I think we did. Erdegaard was very quiet, wasn't he? We just wasn't really getting to grips with the game at all. And I say, I thought going forward, Leeds in that first half, play some good stuff. Some nice one-touch football. They laid a lot of pace and they did cause us some problems. They had a big chance, didn't they? Good save from Aaron Ramsdale. And th these are the little moments, aren't they, that sometimes make a difference. They're the little moments that can be the difference between winning a title and not winning a title. You know, those when when you're not maybe playing so well, you need your goalkeeper to make a, a save when it's needed. And he did. Good save it was as well, wasn't it? And that um, gave us the platform then to go on and 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 get the win. And I say the penalty I thought made a massive, massive difference to to the whole game, didn't it? Because you could see the relief and the everybody seemed to be a lot more relaxed after that penalty goes in. We, we get the goal. We're in the lead. And then, you know, what you're looking at then is to see the second half because, you know, Leeds had caused us one or two problems. And I think, you know, you can imagine at half-time, the Leeds manager, Garcia, would have been saying to, the, to his team, keep ourselves in the game, keep it a 1-0, and who knows, try and nick a goal from a set piece. And then within two minutes of the second half, we get the second goal. And that pretty much seals the deal, doesn't it, after that? Um, it was a good goal, wasn't it? It was well worked, Gabriel Martinelli. It'd been a bit frustrating for me in the first half, Martinelli. He didn't want to put an early crossing, did he? He was always trying to take an extra touch. Uh, and a couple of times, you know, the, the chance went begging. But on this occasion, he, he got past his man, got an early cross into the far post. A lovely ball, wasn't it? And what's Ben White doing up there against his old team? Um, close range finishing to the roof of the net. And I think that pretty much everybody at that stage kind of felt that was it. Game done. And we've got the we've got the win, uh, and you, you could sense then the way we knocked the ball around, nice and easy, comfortable football, wasn't it? Brilliant stuff. And then we got the third goal, didn't we? Um, but it was about half an hour ago, and again it was a really good move, wasn't it? Gabriel Jesus played the ball out to Trossard, lovely play from him, brilliant cross to pull it back to the edge of the six-yard box. Jesus has made that run, and gets his first outfield goal um, since October. Um, and it was good to see him get two goals on the score sheet, wasn't it? And that 3-0, I, I did feel a little bit then at 3-0. It was, do we then go on and try to get a few more goals to try to peg back some goal difference on City? 
or do we just try to manage the game, see it through in a fairly comfortable fashion, a few substitutions and what have you? And, you know, again, a bit like Crystal Palace was the same, wasn't it? We were 3-0 up against Crystal Palace. We got a little bit sloppy for five minutes, as we did in this game. We could have conceded a goal before with Aronson inside the box. And then um, we did concede a goal, slight deflection. The, the shot from Christensen from the edge of the box hit. I think it was um, Zinchenko, wasn't it, on the back and looped into the net. And, um, you know, it was, um, I wouldn't say it was nervy times, but um, it's unnecessary, isn't it? We, we've done that too many times this season in home games in particular. It's almost like we know it's comfortable. It feels too easy and we switch off and we allow the other team an opportunity to get a goal back. And that's what we did again. And but but you know as as again as happened against Crystal Palace we kind of rode the storm a little bit we settled ourselves down and we've got that quality in the final third haven't we and a lovely fourth goal um, Martin Erdegaard's cross and there was Granite Xhaka with a header um, unopposed pretty much wasn't he from fairly close range put it into the corner of the net uh, a great goal what's that sixth goal of the season incredible season Granite Xhaka's having. Um, and that kind of sealed the deal, didn't it? We could have got another goal or two towards the end, a couple more chances. But um, at this moment in time, at this point in the season, we've got the advantage over Manchester City. We've got the points on the board, and all we've got to do is just keep winning as many games as we can. It doesn't matter how well we play. It doesn't matter how many goals we win by. Let's just get the wins. And today, that's exactly what we did. You know, we we... Yes, I thought we rode our luck in that first half. There's no doubt about that. The penalty was soft and we could have been 2-0 down before we even got to that point. But what good teams do is, what champions do is, they make the most of those opportunities and they go on and win these games. And that's what we did. And we had to win today. We really did have to win today. And it was a solid, solid performance, wasn't it, in the end? And I say comfortable in that second half. And, and it was good to see, Again, a 4-1 victory. You know, sometimes in, at this point in the season, they can be nervy, can't they? You know, we, we, you, know you scrape a 1-0 or whatever it might be. But it was good to see us again, um, you know, creating chances, scoring goals and wearing down the opposition. Who, who A lot of teams come to the Emirates and they, they seem to have a, a game plan set up to try to frustrate us, catch us on the counter-attack. And um, once we settle down, almost like we just wear we just wear them down, don't we? And they can't cope and live with us. And then we go on and... And winning these games pretty pretty comfortably at the moment. It's looking good, isn't it? Is that seven Premier League victories in a row at this point in the season? That is impressive. And that is how you win titles, isn't it? Let's be honest. We know Man City are probably going to win most of their games, let's be honest. Um, to the point where I didn't even watch the Man City game. I didn't I looked at the score at the end when it was over and they'd won four one. And yeah, that's kind of what I expected. I expected them to win. I expect them to win every game. So um, it's just a matter of us going out and winning ours. And that's what we've got to focus on. You know, I'm not going to worry too much about Man City. The only game I'm going to worry about Man City is, is when we play them ourselves, because that's in our hands, isn't it? We can affect that result uh, by getting a draw or win. And that's what we can do. We can't affect any of their other results. We just have to focus on our games. We've got the advantage. We don't need them to lose necessarily. We just need to keep winning our games. And that's it. So that's that's what I'm focused on. I'm just, you know, worrying about our, our games, not even our performances now, just our results. Win these games. You know, we've got, we know how tough it is going to be next week away at Anfield where we haven't won for many, many years. It's going to be a difficult game. And they've got a tough week, Liverpool, because they play Chelsea. They've just played Man City. They've got Chelsea during the week as well. Um, so, 
it's um, it's it's is it a good time for us to play Liverpool next week? We've got a week off, uh, and they've got a, a difficult midweek game. So, um, so yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. But let's we'll worry about Liverpool game a little bit later in the week. But today it was just all about making sure that we got the job done today. And you know, I have to say that Leeds. Uh, Leeds played well, didn't they? I thought Leeds, Leeds played well. Certainly in spells in that game, in the first half in particular, they were really impressive, Leeds. I thought they um, caused us a, a few problems. And um, that Somerville, the little Dutch uh, player up front for them, really, really good performance from him, I thought. He was impressive, wasn't he? Um, looks a good player. He's another one. There's a few players playing for some of these teams near the bottom end of the Premier League that if any of them were to get relegated... There's going to be some really good players. I mean, Leeds have got that Nonto as well, who was injured today. He's a very good player as well, isn't he? Uh, there's one or two others at some of those other clubs battling relegation that could be available in the summer. Uh, young players, good quality players um, and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, yeah, it's, it could be interesting in what happens in the summer. But um, he's a good player at Somerville. Um, Crescenzio, I think his name is uh, Somerville, looked really, really good. Rather strange hair, but... Fair play to him. He put in a good performance, didn't he? Um, and yeah, I thought, you know, you know, credit to Leeds. They kept going. They got the goal back and it would have been easy for their heads to have gone down at 3-0. Um, and they they gave it a, they gave it a go, didn't they? I, I, I don't think they'll go down, if I'm honest. I think that um, there's worse teams than them in the Premier League. And I think that they may survive just just about. I'll be close, but I do think they've got enough to stay up. Um, so let's see. Rajendra says they're one game at a time, uh, one win at a time. Exactly. Yeah, that, that's what we're looking at, aren't we? I'm not getting. I'm only. That's all I'm looking at. I'm just looking at this game we've won. Look at the next game. Try and win that. And I'm not even focusing on our mindset you're doing because it doesn't really matter. It doesn't, does it? We need to win our games regardless. So that's what I'm looking at doing. Um, Regendra says, hey, Martin Elliott and Jesus were not in sync in the first half. No, they wasn't. Absolutely, I understand the with you. Uh, but that changed after the goal. But Martin Elliott was playing as he does, our number one player, our fastest striker. Yeah, I mean, I think um, Martin Elliott and Trossard, when they've played on that left-hand side, interchanging, has worked so well. And that's why I was a little bit surprised that we didn't start with that today because it's worked. You know, and when, when something's working, why change it sometimes? But I, I think there's no doubt that Bukayo Saka has needed a rest at some point. Um, he's been playing so many games, hasn't he, in, in all the competitions this season. And um, he, he was great for England last week, wasn't he, in the international break. And maybe it was time. And again, Mikel Arteta has made the big call and he's got it right because we've won the game uh, without Bukayo Saka starting, of course, he did come on uh, later on, didn't he? He didn't really have a chance to get in the game, did he? But at least he's uh, he got some minutes in his legs today, didn't he? Ready ahead of the bigger challenges that's coming this month. We're into April now. Um, and, uh, yeah, the bigger, bigger um, times to come. Robertson Echelli says, uh, hey, Rich, how have you been? Uh, sorry, but I've been away a while uh, seeing the game today. Let's hope Tierney stays. I'll be amazed if he stays, mate. You know, he's not getting enough minutes, is he? He came on today as he comes on many games when the game's over and done with, with one. And he brings him on five, ten minutes to go. Um, it's not enough, is it? A player like Kieran Tierney should be playing regular, needs to play regular Premier League football. He needs to be playing. And he's good enough to play. We know he is. And he doesn't doesn't quite fit in with his team, does he, with his system now. And um, and he's not getting enough minutes. So I'll be amazed if he stays. I think he'll be off to another Premier League club, potentially Newcastle, as we know, has been interested in him. So we'll see. It will be a shame because, um, you know, we all love Tierney, don't we? But you've got he's got to look at his own career. He's not going to play enough games, is he? He's not. And 
even next season in the Champions League, he's still not going to... I still don't think he's going to play enough games. Uh, I think that's going to be that, unfortunately. Uh, Terry says, afternoon, Richard. What happened today? As long as you saw the game, is most important. But I did miss your comments today. It wasn't the same without you. I had to listen to Rubbish TV. Yeah, no, what happened was, I mean, my son's come up for the weekend um, and he was here when we watched the game together. Uh, we don't get to do that very often. Um, so that was why, in the end, I sort of changed changed the the schedule and, and put this show in. He's gone out of his girlfriend tonight, so he's not actually in there. So I've got a, I've got a, um, I don't know, a couple of hours to spare. So I thought I'd, I'd do a show after the game instead. But I'll be back tomorrow for the women's game. Uh, he'll still, they'll still be in bed, you know. But I'll pass twelve kickoff, won't they? So, um, but we'll, we'll, I'll do that game tomorrow. Um, Redemption said the next game, Liverpool. Yep, uh, they will want to bounce back. Note seven 0 versus Manchester United. Yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily look at that game particularly. What I look at is how our recent record against Liverpool at Anfield. Really, really poor, isn't it? We've we've not beaten them there since I think it was twenty twelve, isn't it? So a long, long time, and um, we've got turned over there many, many times, haven't we? Including last season. So we need to do something different at this time at Anfield. We need to get a result, and I do. I do believe. Now that if we if we win at Anfield next week, I think we'll win the league. Uh, uh, we won't throw it away then. This is a game. This one, the Liverpool game, the Man City game, the Newcastle game away. These are games where potentially they're the banana skins, aren't they? The first one's Liverpool. If we win that, I think that will give us enough to go on and and win the, win the league. I really do the confidence and the belief and everything else, and I think that's what happened. Uh, Redemption says, we beat them at home. We did. They're not quite the same away from home, are they? They're, they're very strong at Anfield. That is going to be such a tough game, um, but we'll look forward to that later on in the week, won't we? We'll build up to that one. Redemption says, Somerville was very good. Um, uh, possibly we might buy him from Leeds. Yeah, I, 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 I was really impressed with him. He had a decent game when we played him away, didn't he? I think he might have come on that that day, I seem to remember. I mean, we were lucky to win that game uh, in a row earlier in the season, wasn't we? But yeah, he's a very, very good player, some of them. I really, really liked his performance. 21 years old. He is from um, from from Rotterdam, actually. And if you're from Rotterdam or anywhere, but he's from Rotterdam. Um, Terry says, first half hour, we look like uh, we're on a Sunday stroll, but much better second half and a great three points. Yeah. We've been like that, haven't we, at home recently? Um, anyway, haven't we? We seem to start quite slowly and then we, we grow into the game. And you can see what massive difference getting that first goal makes to us. We just, everything's, everybody's more relaxed. The atmosphere is better and the players are more, um, they're just more into our flow then, aren't we? Up until the goal, we look, we look shaky. We did. Um, uh, Lucy Reese says they're very upsetting that they lead losing. Yeah, but I'll, you know, if you're a Leeds fan, Lucy, I would say you, you can take a lot of positives from that performance because I thought Leeds played well in spells in that game, you know, considering the, the circumstances, you know, Arsenal top of the league, Leeds battling relegation. And I thought Leeds played well today. And if they play like that in most of their games that's left this season, I, I say I think they'll have enough to stay up. I think they've got some good players. They've got pace going forward. Um, look, a decent counter-attacking side. I think defensively, though, is a worry for me. Luke Alien was all over the shop today again, as he tends to be. He gave away that penalty, a little bit of a sloppy challenge. He was beaten too easily for the second goal as well. I think that's an issue. I don't think the two centre backs are that great for Leeds either. Goalkeeper's good, um, and I say they've got some good attacking players. So I think Leeds have got enough to stay up this season. Definitely, I'm not. I wouldn't be worried if you're a Leeds fan. I wouldn't be worried about going down. I, I do think you'll survive. You've got some big games in this next week, haven't you? Is it Nottingham Forest and Crystal Palace you're playing next two games? They're going to be big, aren't they? So, yeah, you need to get some results there. But I think Leeds will be fine. They, they played well today. It, certainly in in spells, particularly that first half an hour, they were a better team. 
until we scored, they, Leeds were the better team. They looked more likely to score. They were more dangerous. And um, yeah, the goal changed, the penalty changed the game, didn't it? Um, and after that, it was always going to be, um, there was only ever going to be one result after that point, wasn't there? But no, I'd say well played Leeds. Though. I thought they had a decent game and I think they'll be fine. Um, Robert says, yeah, look, even if we stay in, in the top four, uh, we have achieved greatness this year. We are back in our royalty box. But yeah, no, we are. And we are going to finish in the top four now. Look at the number of points that we've got. But let's be honest now, if we don't win the league, this season wouldn't have been a success. It wouldn't have been. In the position that we've found ourselves in, um, this is the most points we've ever had at this point in the Premier League season. The most wins we've ever had at this point in the Premier League season. We have to win it now. We have to. And if we don't, it will be, it will be a failure. This season would have been a failure. Yes, we were in the top four. And at the start of the season, I agree. Back in August, top four, yes, I'd have been over the moon with that. Let's get the top four. That'll do. But as the season's progressing, how we've been playing, the results that we've had and where we are in the table now, with nine games left to play, we're eight points clear. Yes, City have got a game in hand, but we're eight points clear with nine games to play. We've got to win it now. Anything else is a, is, a, is not a successful season. I'm sorry, it's not. Um, and we shouldn't be... As Arsenal fans and as Arsenal as a club, we shouldn't be happy just with top four. You know, we accepted it for many years, particularly when we first moved to the Emirates and the the, the funds were tied up in the in the stadium move. And we maybe could accept it for for those sort of few years there. But now, you know, the way this season's gone, we have to we have to aim high. And for me, this season now, obviously, we've got to win the league. We have to. We're in the position that we're in. Won't be easy. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but we have to do it. And I'm getting more and more confident as every game's going on because we're looking like a team that believes that we can do it. But we've got these three really, really tough away games, haven't we? Liverpool, City and then Newcastle all within, what, four or five weeks, uh, the next four or five weeks. And they're going to, that is when we are going to, that is when we are going to know, aren't we? <laughs> By the time we've played Newcastle away, if we're still top and we're still, you know, four or five points clear after Newcastle away at the beginning of May, then I pretty much think we've done it, let's be honest. Um, but those big games are coming quick and fast and we need to we need to keep these performances up. Rajendra says um, he helped uh, get our fourth goal as four defenders were around him. Um, so uh, a pass to Erdogan who, who passed it. Uh, to Jacker for his sixth goal, yeah, his sixth goal of the season. Jacker, well, what an incredible season he's had, you know. And it's um, there's many, many, many Arsenal fans, and you know who you are pretty much most ninety percent of you wanted Jacker out of the club after that incident in that Crystal Palace game, and even before that, to be fair, that so many Arsenal fans didn't feel that Granite Jacker was good enough. And I remember the thing was it was it was being said, wasn't it? You know, Granite Jacker joined joined us in 2016. And we've never qualified for the Champions League since. It wasn't because of him, obviously, but um, you know, it was it was said a lot, wasn't it? Oh, we'll never we'll never get back in the Champions League with Granit Xhaka in the team. He's not good enough. All this stuff we used to hear, didn't we? For years and years and years. And now those very same people are now saying that Granit Xhaka is the greatest thing since sliced bread. And that is down as much as anything else to Granit Xhaka himself, the performances that he's produced, because you know he. He struggled, he struggled at times at Arsenal. I think he'd be the first to admit that. And that's not always been his fault. The structure of the team around him wasn't getting the best out of him at certain points. But he's, he's stuck in there and Arteta's found a way to, to really, really get the best out of Granit Xhaka. And we're seeing it this season. He's been absolutely brilliant. He's absolutely been brilliant. And he's added goals that we never thought he'd get. Six goals in a season. Wow, he's his most ever goals. And 
And that one today, a nice little finish, wasn't it? He's he's got a lot of goals at the uh, at the Emirates this season, hasn't he? At that North Bank end as well, funnily enough. In fact, most of them have been up there, haven't they? Uh, we got the one today. You got the one um, against Tottenham. Was that the there, wasn't it? That uh, was it. To, the, the Europa League goal he scored. Can't remember that was against. Now he did score a clock end against Sporting Lisbon, didn't he? But most of them have been at the other end, haven't they? At the North Bank. Uh, Terry says, "I'm banking on the 89 result at Anfield next week." Well. <laughs> if we win at Anfield next week, I think that's it for me. That is it. It's, I think that's done. We've won the league then. I know mathematically we won't have done, but I just think what that would give us going forward it would be enough to convince me that we will win the league, definitely. Uh, Rajendra says there, yeah, Somerville looked like a young sacker. Yeah, he, he was brilliant, Somerville, he was. And I wouldn't mind Arsenal looking to try and buy him in the summer, actually. He looked really, really good. Robert says, I think... Um, I think Summerfield is class and these players like Jesus. Somerville it was, yeah. Jimmy Somerville. Do you remember Jimmy Somerville from uh, the Commune Hearts? <laughs> he looks a bit different these days, doesn't he? He's had his hair done and all sorts. Uh, Mark's in the chat today, my friend. Good to see you. Um, all right, he says, um, are we are we doing it? Oh, well, I, I say, I I think if we if we beat Liverpool next week, then I, I would say 100% we are doing it. I'm getting more and more confident with each passing week. I, I'm not thinking too far ahead yet. I must be honest. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to keep my feet on the ground, take it one game at a time, and think. Well, okay, today was good. Today was a good win, and that's one more game down, one less to play, nine left. Um, let's keep going. Let's win next week, and go from there. But yeah, um, it's looking really good right now, isn't it? And we're looking well. We're looking like champions, let's be honest. Um, Terry says, um, gutted, blown another clean sheet. Yeah, I mean, we can't keep a clean sheet at the Emirates, can we? Not sure why. We don't seem to be able to do it. We just seem to make stupid mistakes. Can see, really. If you look at, I mean, if you looked at a combination video of all the goals we've conceded at the Emirates this season in the Premier League, they'll be some of the sloppiest goals ever you've ever seen in your life. Just some of them have been ridiculous. Um, and that is something that we do need to massively, massively improve. And away from home, we're not conceding those type of goals very often, are we? We've been really, really solid away from home. Um, but at home, for some reason, we just make silly mistakes and concede some daft goals. But um, when you're scoring three and four and stuff like that, it maybe doesn't matter too much. But anyway, uh, Loki's in the chat. Loki, good to see you, my friend. He says, evening all. Um, uh, Loki says, Martin, Ellie, my man in a match makes things happen. Yeah, I'll come on to man in a match actually a little bit later as well. Mark says, yeah, um, if we if we don't, it's still an incredible season, but it, I would be good. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say an incredible season. Coming second and winning nothing for Arsenal isn't an incredible season. It's not. An incredible season is winning a trophy. It'll be a good season. It'll be a very good season, finishing second, getting into the top four. That was the aim at the start of the season. That'll be a really good season. Uh, but it wouldn't be an incredible season unless we win the title. That would be an incredible season. And that will be amazing. Um, but let's see. Uh, Robert says, yeah, we just have to uh, take on Liverpool and City as we do other teams, not to promote them as a good team. Well, no, but they are good teams. You know, difficult away games. That's what they are. These are the tests, aren't they? You know, we've come through several tests this season that, um, you know, there were there were question marks raised over and we've gone away to Tottenham, for example, and one, we've gone away to Chelsea and one, places that we've struggled in recent years. Um, you know, so... We have to do it again. We've got these three big away games, and they're going to decide. Our, they're going to decide where we finish in the league, aren't they? You know, if we get seven, six points from them, seven points from them, three games, that's enough, isn't it? That's probably going to be enough. Let's be honest. Um, if we get one point from those three games, it's going to be more very, very tricky, isn't it? Because I think City will win most of their games, if not all of them. We've got to respect them too, because they're Man City. That's what they do every season. We've got to match it. You know. 
The only the, the only sort of season in recent years Man City didn't win the league was that COVID season when Liverpool won it. The reason Liverpool won it was because they won their last, what was it, 10, 11, 12 games, whatever it was, because City did as well. And that's what we're going to have to do. We have to expect that to happen. You know, we've won, what, seven in a row now, is it? Six or seven in a row, isn't it, in the Premier League? So we've got to expect to have to win the rest of them if we're going to win the league. We've got to expect that. That's what we're going to have to do. So let's just do it. Um, and then we've got to, nothing. It's that in our hands, isn't it? And Terry says, if we don't win it now, we have achieved Spurs' main goal, top four. Uh, not good enough for me. No, it isn't now. The top four, we've pretty much been guaranteed the top four for ages, haven't we? Let's be honest. When you look at how far we've been ahead of the, the teams in fifth, fourth and fifth, fifth, sixth place, you know what I mean? We've been guaranteed a place in the top four for a long time. That's that's done and dusted. It's been done and dusted for a while. It's all about winning the league now, isn't it? It is. Um, Phil says there, uh, good to see you, Phil. He says, the turnaround by Granite has been immense. It's been incredible, hasn't it? I, I don't think there's too many um, players that have been able to do that at a club when they've had that's such a low, low point that everybody pretty much wanted him out, didn't they? I must admit, I always said I wanted him to stay and, and give him the opportunity to turn it around. But a lot of people, most fans wanted him out and... It was such a tough time for him. He was on the verge of leaving. And you have to say, maybe if Unai Emery hadn't have been sacked when he was, um, it's very likely that Granit Xhaka wouldn't have stayed. And Arteta wanted to keep him. Uh, Granit Xhaka said that, hasn't he himself? He, it was Arteta that convinced him to stay. And what a great piece of business that was because he's been absolutely crucial to this team. Not only on the pitch, his performances have been amazing. It's also his leadership qualities, isn't it? You know, we've needed... We we need uh, an older heads older heads in there to steady the ship a little bit at times. And Granite Jack has been one of those main players, hasn't he, that's been able to do that. And yeah, fantastic. And it is a, is a it's a turnaround that no one ever thought they would see. I'm sure. And I say it doesn't happen very often, does it? When a player's lost that um, lost that trust and faith from the fans to be able now the fans to be singing his name and his performances on the pitch. It is an amazing turnaround and you have to give massive, massive credit to him for that and massive respect. And I say fair play to you, mate, because um, you deserve you deserve everything that you get now. And hopefully one of those things is going to be a, a nice little medal around your neck at the end of May, which would be great, wouldn't it? Mark says there, yeah, it's his seventh, not six. Is it his seventh goal in the season, is it? He's got five in the league. Oh, yeah, two in the Europa League. Yeah, you're right. It's his seventh goal in the season. Wow. He might get double figures. Imagine Granite Jacker getting double figures for a season. Did anybody ever think that he would be able to get any, anywhere near close to that? I think he's only scored three in the last three seasons, hasn't he? So to get seven in one season, incredible. Um, but, yeah, fully, fully deserved. Um, Steve's here. Yeah, Steve, good to see my friend. He said, hi, all. Great win by Arsenal. Um, what would start 11 be Liverpool? Who gets left out? Well, yeah, I mean, this is... We were saying, wasn't we, um, about the rotation now of, of, of Bukayo Saka, sorry, because we, we, we couldn't leave him out before because we didn't have anybody else who could come in. Now, obviously, since Trossard's come in and now Jesus is back fit again, we've now got options to rotate that front three. And I think that's what you need to do, don't you? Because you you, you can't keep playing the same 11 every week. You can't. It's impossible. Uh, and, you know, today, um, Arteta made that call. He left Saka on the, well, he started Saka on the bench um, and it paid off because we won the game and won the game in the end pretty comfortably without him. You could see we, in that first half, we, you know, Martin Erdegaard didn't, couldn't play them balls to Saka and back like they do so well and he was a little bit lost, wasn't he? But once we got going, it was all fine, wasn't it? Um, Terry says, yeah, hats off to you, Richard, you've always backed Jackie. Yeah, I have always backed Jackie, yeah, because I, I, I always knew he had, he had it in him to, to be a great player, top player. He, he is a top player. He was before he joined us and, I just didn't feel as though the team around him was 
um, getting the best out of him. And maybe the manager that he had wasn't getting the best out of him. So, yeah. Um, but, you know, it's not just about Granit Xhaka, is it? And it's not about player, us who maybe are trusting him. It's about how well the, the team's doing now and the structure of the team and how well it's working. And that's the most important thing. Phil says, bit myth, we didn't keep a clean sheet at home again. Uh, but it was unlucky one. So, it, yeah, I mean, it was a slightly fortunate goal for Leeds, wasn't it? With a deflection, but we were sloppy for five or ten minutes, wasn't we, in that second half when it was 3-0. And you could kind of feel that Leeds might get a goal. They had one or two other little moments, didn't they? And, um, yeah, I say it's happened at home too many times. It happened against Crystal Palace. I mean, we know what happened against Bournemouth. Um, it's, it's happened time and again, hasn't it? And it is something that we do need to... We, try, we need to try and cut out. And, you know, it, it's... Um, that was perhaps the, the one main negative today, wasn't it? I suppose that we didn't get that clean sheet and we did get a little bit sloppy. Regina says, even if we win at Anfield, we still need to win another seven to make sure we win. No, we do. And I'm not saying that um, mathematically we won the league, but I just think that because I do feel as though going to Anfield has been a, a real mental block for us in, in recent years. We've almost like lost before we've even set on spot on the pitch. And if you saw the um, All or Nothing documentary last about last season's trip to Anfield. If you remember, before we played him there, Mikel Arteta was talking about when he played there, when we lost 5-1, and he's had some terrible defeats at Anfield. And I thought that was a very negative mindset going into that game. We ended up losing 4-0. And I, I do feel as though it's a lot different now. And it's a mental thing, isn't it? When, when, you, when you go away to teams where you traditionally don't do very well, you lose and you go there and win, it makes it makes such a massive difference mentally, doesn't it? So, yeah, I'm not saying that winning at Anfield is all we need to do. No, there is, there is still seven games afterwards that we still need to get results in. But I just think from a men mental perspective and a confidence perspective and a belief to go to Anfield and win, only Leeds have won there in the Premier League this season. Like you said, they beat Bournemouth 9-0, they beat Man United 7-0. You know, that's they're a threat at Anfield. There's no doubt about that. Still, even though they're nowhere near the team they were last season, they are still, going to Anfield is a tough, tough place to go. And if we can get a, a win there, then to me, that's like, that shows the mentality this team's got at this point in the season. And I think that will mean that we will go on and win it. I'll be convinced 100%. If we win at Anfield, we'll go on and win the league. If we lose it, it doesn't mean we won't win the league. It just means it's going to, one, it's going to be slightly more difficult. And two, um, it's going to, the doubts um, are going to creep in a little bit, aren't they, with some of the other away games that we've got? Because if we were to lose at Liverpool, lose at Man City and lose at Newcastle, that's nine points. And City would only have to win one of those other games, wouldn't they? Beating us, winning, you know, to close that gap, win two games, close that gap. So, yeah, um, let's see. Robert says, that obviously, um, they, are, they are great teams, but I was re uh, referring to our own approach, which we seem to look up to them rather than believe we're as good as... No, no, you're right, absolutely. Yeah, we do. And, and I think that's been our problem, hasn't it, in, in recent years, certainly. I mean, hopefully this season now, we don't need to be fearful of anybody, do we? You know, we, we, we should go to Anfield next week and say, you know, we're good enough to beat them. We're good enough to go there, take the game to them and, and win and play on a counter-attack, cause them problems, score goals and win the game. But... Um, it doesn't always work like that, does it? We'll have to. That, that's it is going to be a real big test. That is such a big game. That and so it's going to be a, a big week. Looking forward to that. Terry says we only need twenty three more points, and the premise as we probably don't need that many. Terry, let's be honest, we don't need that many, do we? Um, but we'll take them all. We'll win them all. I agree. Um, Mark says Jack has always been a good player, but there was always an agenda. I just got more goals in a more uh, offensive. Uh, position. Yeah, he's playing in a more offensive position. That's obviously helps him to get more goals. Absolutely. Um, and I just think as well, he, he's 
he seems to be playing with more freedom as well now, doesn't he? And, um, you know, I don't know about always an agenda. There seems to be an agenda against him by the fans, certainly. I'll say almost from, from the start for some reason. I don't know why. But anyway, um, he's turned it around and brilliant from him. Robert says there, respect for the members of Rowcastle, a true legend. And a little lad. Kind of, yeah, that was lovely, wasn't it? Seeing that little lad with a seven Rowcastle shirt. That was that was a memorable, uh, memorable moment. And of course, you know, the club are always going to, all of us do, don't we? Don't remember Rocky when he played for Arsenal. Um, we all, um, every every 31st of March, we always think back to the great times and think back to the great man. And he was one of those players, wasn't he, that really epitomised everything that Arsenal were, you know, the traditions, the uh, everything that it meant to, to be an Arsenal player. He 100% understood that and got it, didn't he? Rowcastle and that's something that um, that's you know apart from him being a fantastic player and he was I mean there was three or four years um, in those early George Graham years at the club where um, Rocky was just unbelievable wasn't he just an incredible player he had everything didn't he? he was like the modern player playing in the 1980s wasn't he he was powerful he was strong he could dribble with a ball. He could shoot. He was the all-round player, wasn't he? And he could have played, you know, a, a, a peak David Rowcastle now would have would have been in this team, wouldn't he? He would have played in this team. Absolutely would have done. And he, he would have played in all the great Arsenal teams. So, yeah, a, a brilliant player. But more than that, just what a great man he was, wasn't he? You know, I say he epitomised everything that it meant to play for Arsenal, the, the tradition, the, the honour that he felt to be wearing that shirt for Arsenal every single game that he played. And every time he represented Arsenal on and off the pitch, just what a fantastic, um, fantastic guy, a fantastic player. And and now we've got a number seven, haven't we? Bukayo Saka, who is following on from that legacy, really, isn't he? Because he is he is everything that Rowcastle was, isn't he? The way that he conducts himself, everything about him, he, he, he totally epitomises what Arsenal should mean and what Arsenal do mean. And... You know, to have to have him now, you know, playing in that number seven shirt in a similar sort of position. So I know football's changed now, hasn't it, in the formations and stuff, but in a similar kind of position in a team and doing similar things on the pitch. You know, in fact, I, I think that you know, Bukayo Saka is gonna it is gonna reach a higher level than than, than Rocky was able to. Uh, obviously, Rocky had to leave, left Arsenal, didn't he? Sort of at its peak years, really. And Bukayo Saka looks as though now with this new contract, he's going to be with us, um, hopefully all his career. And I think he's going to eclipse even the great the great Rocky Rowcastle. So it's great to have him in the, in the team as well, isn't it? Someone else who really gets it, really gets what it means to come through Arsenal's youth system and be in that first team and representing us on the pitch and off the pitch. And, you know, hopefully leading us to some great trophies as, as Rocky did as well, didn't he? Um, some great moments for him. Terry says, uh, Trossard must play. I think he is possibly Arteta's best buy. To be honest with you, we were saying this, me and my son, before the game today, we were saying that Trossard's probably has been our best signing under Arteta, I think. At the time he signed him, when we needed a player like that, what he's done is incredible. He's a magnificent football player. His work rate is just, I mean, well, uh, he's tackling back defensively. Seconds later, he's up the other end, creating chances. Brilliant, brilliant footballer, Leandro Trossard. Just fantastic. And um, yeah, what a brilliant, brilliant signing. And I agree. I think he is I think he is Arteta's best signing at this moment in time. Um, you know, 
probably just ahead of Thomas Partey, who's maybe been uh, been up there as well, hasn't he? But yeah, Trossard's fantastic, isn't he? Just love watching him play. Uh, Steve says City will lose one and draw two. I reckon. Well, if they do, then it's happy days. But I'm not so sure. I think they might win them all. Just knowing what knowing what City, our City, have done this in the past, chasing league titles down. You know, they they beat Liverpool today 4-1. Not many teams do that, do they? Um, Steve says, um, how hard um, hard uh, does Martin Nelly not, how does Martin Nelly not start? Well, I mean, he has been starting, hasn't he? But it's going to be difficult now because we've got options and everyone's going to get rotated. I think all that front three will get rotated um, and we've got great options, haven't we? So it's, it's good stuff, really good stuff. Um, Robert says, uh, our best squad is as good as Champions League team. Well, no, our best squad. See, this is this is the problem, you see. Um, our squad at this moment isn't strong enough in depth-wise. Our first 12, 13 players, 14, I agree, are, are as good as any team anywhere at this moment in time. But the depth behind that isn't at the level that we need to be when we're in the Champions League. So we need to strengthen the squad in the summer. I'm sure we will. Um, we'll have the Champions League money, all that kind of stuff. And I'm sure we will. Hopefully, we'll be Premier League champions as well. So players will be, you know, running to come to the Emirates, won't they? They'll be booking their taxis and their flights to, to London to come and join us. But we, we need to pad the squad out with more quality. There's no doubt about that. If we're going to get to that level where we can compete in the, for the Premier League every season and go a long way in the Champions League, we need that bigger squad, don't we? So our squad isn't quite there yet. Our first 12, 13 players are, 100%, I agree. Just below that, it's a little bit more difficult, isn't it? <coughs> uh, we've got Michael from Arsenal Above All says, Hi, Rich. Sorry I couldn't join you. A little gooner here has been sick last two nights. Oh, dear. That's, that's not good to hear, is it? Uh, looking after a great win. Would have loved a clean sheet. Yeah, I think we all would love a clean sheet. Um, I so hope you, uh, hope your little goon is better very soon. I know there's a few bugs going around, isn't there? At the minute, I hope it's uh, going to be fine. Um, if you haven't yet, check out um, Arsenal above all the channel as well. Michael's channel, really great stuff as well. Um, and I say Michael's been on on the show a few times before as well, hasn't he? So definitely check that out. But yeah, hope you're well, mate, and uh, take it easy and look after the family. That's what it's about, isn't it? Regenda um, says, if Man City win their other games, we will need the 23 points to win. Well, no, I mean, basically, as things stand, we can lose to Man City, win all the other games, we win the league. Yeah, absolutely, we do. Um, but let's see. Hopefully, we don't lose to Man City. But um, anyway, uh, we'll see. Terry says, uh, to be honest, I feel privileged to have seen Rocky play. Yeah, me too. Uh, absolutely, 100%. I mean, they were great times as well, weren't they? You know, it was a great time to, to be out watching football um, and to see Rocky play for us. Well, it was. I feel privileged as well. And I'm so grateful um, to have had those opportunities. You know, I had a season ticket back then, used to go most away games. And just, it was, it was, I'd say about three or four seasons in a row, he was just, how he never played every single game for England during that period, I do not know. Just unbelievable that he only got, was it? I don't know, was it like 15 caps or something ridiculous? He, he never played for England like, uh, nowhere near as many times. You know, he's the sort of player that he should have been, he should have got 75, 80 caps, shouldn't he, Rocastle? But I don't know, uh, amazing that he never, but yeah, brilliant, brilliant player. And every year at this time, we always remember him, don't we? Uh, and we always will. And uh, he, he may have gone far too early, but we'll never, ever forget him, will we? And it, you're right, Terry, it was a privilege uh, to see him play. Robert says there, yeah, now that I agree, Saka is the modern Rocastle in this team. Yeah, he is absolutely. He, he's one hundred percent, and he's he's the modern. He is the modern, the modern Rocky, isn't he? Bukayo Saka, both on the pitch and off the pitch, an absolute role model. Um, and yeah, represents this club, represents this great football club in the perfect way, doesn't he? In everything that he does, Bukayo Saka as well. 
Um, and for me, it'll be an absolute travesty if he doesn't get either player of the year or young player of the year this season because he's been phenomenal, hasn't he? For England, for Arsenal, just, well, what, what a talent this, this lad is. And today, the good news was we managed to win the game without him on the pitch for most of it. And he came on that towards the end when the game was pretty much done and dusted. So that's a good sign, isn't it? Because I think we're all worried. What happens if Saka's out of the team? Well, we found out today we can still play some good football and still win the games. Um, Robert says, yeah, have to go. Lesnar. No, OK, mate, no worries. Thanks for joining us. Hopefully see you tomorrow for the women's game against Man City. That's going to be... Um, um, a, a good one. Uh, Michael says there, um, uh, love the tribute to Rocky. Great words about it. Which, well, he, he, I mean, we know, you know, he, he was just uh, an incredible person, an incredible player. Um, just brilliant stuff. Loki says, I met Rocky in 1991 at a petrol station in Barnet. Uh, he had a, a black mark with the red uh, DRC, seven lovely chap. Yeah, I mean, that is a great story, actually, at a petrol station. I actually met him outside Highbury. Um, must have been about 1990, I think it was. I know he was he wasn't playing at the time because he was injured. And I'd gone up to Highbury to pick up a ticket, I think, for an away game from the box office. He used to do that in them days. It's not like now when it's all online and stuff. You just have to go to the ground to get your ticket, pick them up. And I remember going, I was going there and I was walking, you know, you go past the marble hall and all that, walking up there. And he was coming out. I think he was with, I think it might have been David Hillier he was with. can't remember now. Or Alan Miller, potentially. Anyway, he was coming out the, um, come down the steps for the main entrance. Um, and I was sort of walking out, just lucky, really, that I walked past that that particular time as he was coming out. Um, great it was. I mean, I only had a brief conversation with him. Like, uh, I think I just said, oh, I um, hope you're back fit playing soon. And that was it. I, I signed me um, me ticket that I had, that I picked up. So, um, but yeah, absolutely. What, what a fantastic player he was. What a great guy. You're absolutely right. He was, you know, had time for everyone, didn't he? You know, always happy to have a stop and have a chat about what he was doing and, Brilliant stuff. And Neil's in the chat. Him, I found out you well. Seven wins on the trot. Indeed, it is seven wins on the trot. And we was enjoying that one today. Um, uh, Neil says, yeah, Trossy, best winter signing in years, if not the best. Yeah, I, I say I think he's the best sign that we've made um, in recent years, actually. It just it tra transformed his team, hasn't he? And he's given us the opportunity to be able to even rest Saka. That's how good he is. We can rotate Saka out the team. Now we've got Trossy in there. Brilliant. What a performance for him today. Um, and that, that assist for that third goal. Incredible. Um, Rajendra says, Saka and Martinelli, uh, new greats taking over from Messi and Ronaldo. Well, I think that's a little bit, you know, let's not get too carried away yet. I think Messi and Ronaldo are still um, a different level up. But, um, you know, let, let's see if they can they can become the new, um, the new what, Rocky and Mercer, maybe. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? That would do us. That would be a good enough comparison for me if they go on and, uh, and have that uh, going forward. Uh, Terry says, Super Neil's in the house. Oh, so hi indeed. Super Neil is in the house as always. Good to see um, everyone, actually. Um, Terry says, uh, are you on the show Monday night? <laughs> Neil says, if Rich has me on, then yes. Of course I'll have you on, Neil. Always. You're always welcome. You know that every single week. Um, and uh, Neil says, only if you come on. Uh, Terry's always here. Uh, Terry says, yeah, good. I'll see you Monday. Yeah, we'll all be here Monday. Don't worry about that. We've got It's a big week, isn't it, with the Liverpool game? Um and Michael says, uh, thanks for the shout-out, Rich. Hi, Neil, and all in the chat. And no worries, mate. Yeah, definitely uh, be get subscribing to Arsenal Bubble. Great, great, great channel. Great guys over on there. Um, Terry says, uh, Villa has just gone one. They're like, well, Unai Emery knows what he's doing, doesn't he? He's uh, He knows how to manage a team. Uh, Virginia says, I thought Rocky was the best player at that time, um, but he didn't get the plaudits. Um, he has the silky skills. Yeah, I mean, he got the plaudits from us, didn't he? He didn't get the plaudits elsewhere outside of Arsenal as much, did he? I agree. 
as I say, he should have played for, he should have been a regular for England. I mean, I remember a few years before Rocky came on the scene, um, when Watford first got promoted to the first division, 82, I think it was. Um, I used to watch Watford sometimes. A mate of mine was a Watford fan. And when I wasn't going to Arsenal game, if we was away somewhere, I wasn't going. And Watford were at home. I used to go to Watford with him. And I saw quite a lot. Of, in fact, it was before they got promoted. It was the season before as well. And I saw a lot of John Barnes. And I used to think John Barnes, what, what a player he was. He, he had everything, didn't he? He was strong. The skills that he had could score goals. And then I remember he came to Highbury once, um, their first season in Division One, And I think he scored a hat-trick against us. They won 4-2 Watford. And he just ran the show, John Barnes. We couldn't live with him. And I remember thinking, well, what a player. I wouldn't mind Arsenal getting a player like that. And a couple of years later, young Rocky came through our youth team. And that was my the first thing that I thought of when I first saw him play was, you know, he had a similar build to John Barnes. Uh, he, he was very, very similar type of player. And it, it, that was who I kind of compared him to. And, you know, obviously, I saw a lot more of Rocky playing for Arsenal, of course. But um, I believe he, he was as good as, as, as John Barnes. And John Barnes was an incredible footballer. Um, he never, he didn't quite get applauded. You're right, and he he didn't, and he should have done. Um, but fantastic player, and as Terry rightly said before, absolute privilege to see him play for Arsenal. And I think we were all gutted, wasn't we, when he left? Um, such a shot, wasn't it? No one was expecting it. He had such a great season the season before that. Obviously, right had joined, uh, best mates that grew up together. You know, right, he said so many times, hasn't he? That you know, it was it was Rocky, even though Rocky was. He, quite a bit younger than him, he was the one that kind of tried to sort right his life out, you know, right he went to prison and whatnot, you know, and um, it, it's, you know, that's how that's how mature and that's what, uh, uh, you know, how respected uh, Rocky was, you know, even guys like Ian Wright looked up to him, you know, so, yeah, uh, it, it was it was really sad when he left, wasn't it? And I know he was sad, his career never really, it never really happened for him after that. I do think that um, George Graham and the Arsenal staff maybe knew there were some injury issues there um, and that was maybe partly behind one of the reasons why they let him go when they did. But it was certainly a shock to us, wasn't it? <clears throat> you know, because uh, he, he was Arsenal through and through. And it would be exactly the same now, wouldn't it, if uh, if, if Saka was to, was to leave. Um, so, yeah. But, um, yeah, it was a great tribute to, to Rocky today. And it was good to hear the crowd singing his name as well. They always have done, haven't they? I, I, I can't ever remember being at a game, I don't think, when the Rocky chant hasn't been sung at some point. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, say so this time of the year is always it's always a sad time, isn't it? But um, it's great that we remember him. Uh, so many of us still remember him when he played, and what a fantastic football player he was. And, and I say such a such a great guy. So, um, but yeah, I say we've we've got we've got the modern version now in our team, haven't we? And um, what uh, it looks as though he he is going to get the the credit outside of Arsenal, but Kyle Saka, isn't he? We're playing for England now. He's becoming one of England's first names in the, on the England team sheet now, isn't he? And when was the last time we could say that about an Arsenal player to be uh, the, the, one of the regulars in the England team game after game? Not often that, that's happened in recent years, has it? I mean, we're going back to the days of maybe Kenny Sanson and, uh, you know, he used to get picked every England game, didn't he? But there's not been too many. Ashley Cole, obviously, more recent times, but not too many. Not too many Arsenal players have ever been regular. Even Tony Adams, as great as he was, was never really a regular in the England team, was he? All the way, all the time, he kept getting left out and stuff like that, didn't he? But um, 
I say Saka looks like he's going to be in that England team for years. He could break the appearance record, couldn't he? But for caps, you know, he could do because um, he's already got quite a lot already and he's still only 21. Um, John's in the chat, he says, Saka might nearly be coming a new period and Lungberg will do for me. Yeah, exactly, yeah. That'll be fine. I'll say, you know, the new Rocky and Merce will do for me. But yeah, Perez and Lundberg, that'll be, that'll be great. We'll take that all day long, won't we? Loki says that four two loss to Watford. Uh, you can see me age eleven behind a goal at the clock end on TV. Um, I was in the North Bank that day. You know, that was the um, I think it was later that season when I moved to the clock end. But I was in the North Bank that that, that game, and I just remember. I'm, obviously, I, I knew quite a bit about John Barnes. I mean, I say I've seen Watford play a bit, but he was a he was a. I'm sure he got a hat trick, didn't he? That game, or he got two maybe, and an assist or something. But he was just brilliant, wasn't he? Um, Michael says there, uh, um, at the time which England managers didn't fancy selecting skillful players that much. Yeah, maybe. Look at how Barnes was used. They weren't 11 workhorses. Agree, Rocky, Rocky should have uh, won loads of caps. Yeah, but you see, Barnes won, in the end, John Barnes won about 78 caps for England, didn't he? Yes, I know he went to Liverpool and, you know, obviously won league titles and stuff, which probably helped. But, I mean, Rocky was winning league titles at Arsenal, wasn't he? So, yeah, I, I never understood why he didn't get more caps than he did. And, yeah, they did maybe want workhorses. It was a different type of game, wasn't it? And I do feel as though Rocky was maybe ahead of his time in the 80s. You could, I say he would be in this team now, wouldn't he? If, if he was at his peak now, he'd be in this team. Rocky, all day long. I'd have him in this team, 100%. He's a modern player that was playing at a time when um, he, he maybe sometimes looked... Maybe people to get him because he was so far ahead of his time, maybe. Maybe that's part of it. I don't know. But anyway, um, Neil says there, Rocky was way ahead of his time and could have got into Wenger. He could get into this squad, Neil, honestly. He'd get into this team. I'd have him in his team, Rocky, now at his peak, 100%. Um, and uh, Neil says, for me, he should never have been sold. No, he shouldn't have been. But I do feel as though maybe there were reasons behind it to do with injuries and stuff because he never really he, he never really got going anywhere else. Yes, I know it must have been hard for him to... to find the same level of motivation playing for another club, maybe. But he did get a lot of injuries, didn't he, wherever he played after at Arsenal, at Man City, at Leeds, at Chelsea. Never really got to a clear run without injuries. So maybe Arsenal knew that was coming. And that's maybe perhaps why that decision was made. You know, Leeds put a good offer in. Maybe they thought, yeah, let's cash in on him while we still can, because in two years' time, he might not be the same player. And maybe it was a sensible planning from the club. It might. It was horrible at the time. We all it was devastated, weren't we? But looking back, it never quite worked out for him, did it, afterwards? And if you remember, actually, apart from that last season before he went, the two seasons before he'd been in and out of the team, he'd had a lot of injury problems. He hadn't really um, looked the same as he had done before. And I felt it was a little bit of burnout, personally. I, mean, I didn't know what was going on, but it felt a little bit burnout because he'd played so many games when he was young, a bit like Saka now, and that's kind of what worries me slightly sometimes. But, yeah, he'd had a couple of seasons where he hadn't really played that much, and then he had that great season, didn't he? And maybe Arsenal thought, let's cash in because these injuries are coming back, and maybe they were right. I don't know, but, yeah, we were all a bit gutted, definitely. Um, Neil says, yeah, he was a fantastic player and a wonderfully smart with uh, with life. You know, oh, he was he was brilliant as a human being. Yeah, he was an amazing, amazing man. Absolutely brilliant. And, um, you know, I've got a lot of books on him and uh, obviously writing and stuff like that. Absolutely brilliant. Michael says, um, I was lucky to interview Rowcastle, uh, Rocky on the phone for a new page for 30 years ago. Where is he? Um, he was at City then and I was super nervous teenager, but he was such a gent. It was only meant to be 20 minutes, but spoke for an hour. Wow. What a, what a brilliant memory that is. What a fantastic memory that must be he said i spoke to him for about two minutes outside highbury grounds getting a ticket at that, that day and that was that was enough for me i was like wow you know um 
to have spoke to him for over an hour. Wow, incredible, uh, incredible, incredible. What a story. Uh, Rajendra says there, it was in the 30s where we had seven players in the England team. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, against Italy, wasn't it? Game was played at Highbury, funny enough. I think they were world champions at the time. We we won. Arsenal beat the world champions in nineteen. I think it was nineteen thirty five. Well, was it thirty four? Maybe. Um, and yeah, I think we did have seven in the team. Yeah, but th those were the days. Not going to happen these days, is it? <laughs> um, probably never happened since. Um, Neil says, "Yeah, uh, that is uh, fair testing. What a memory for you to keep. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Yeah, oh, fantastic, Michael. Yeah, yeah fantastic. No, it is, it is brilliant. What what a great. Yeah, that's fantastic, isn't it? Just to to have experienced that. I mean, incredible. Um, well, what a, what a story that is. I say, I, I thought I thought my story of meeting him outside Highbury was good for two minutes, but to had an hour conversation with him. Well, um, brilliant stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, we we could we could sit. And in fact, last year I remember we did we did a show on the channel, didn't we? Sort of looking back on memories of Rocky. And to be honest, you, we could do a three hour show, couldn't we? Just talking about about him some of the great moments on the pitch, the great moments off the pitch, just everything really, couldn't we? We could spend a whole week talking about him and we'd never get sick of it. Um, but I suppose this show was meant to be about the game today. Um, and, you know, it, 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 it does, doesn't it? At this moment in time, I think, you know, we go back to that 89, mentioned, been mentioned quite a lot this season, you know, and in a way, this season feels a lot of similarities with it, doesn't it? A young team, um, a young a young manager trying to make his way in football um, as George Graham was back then. Uh, and yeah, it, it is a similar kind of, uh, it's a similar situation, isn't it? Obviously, football's a lot different now, but I see a lot of similarities with that and with this team, you know, a young team playing exciting football, scoring goals. Um, and if you remember in 89, we had a bit of a stutter, didn't we, towards the end, almost cost us, but we got over the line. Um, will we have a stutter this season or will it be a serene, a serene, March through to winning this title this season. We'll have to see. Uh, still nine games to play, of course, and some difficult, difficult fixtures in those as well, uh, particularly some of them away games. As we said, three really tough away games. Those nine points there um, are going to probably decide it for me. If we can get uh, six or seven of those nine, then I think we're there. But let's see. Let's just in, let's just enjoy it while we can. Um, Michael says, hey, thanks, Neil. That's why uh, when I do get an Arsenal shot, I always put his name and number on the back. Yeah, I mean, I think all of us are the same, aren't we, when it comes to Rocky? Loki says, uh, maybe Rocky, Mickey T and Paul Davis were the wrong um, shade of white at the time. Yeah, you may well be right. Because uh, none of them play. Well, Paul Davis didn't play for England at all, did he? Um, he just got in the squad, didn't he, when he got banned? Um, and yeah, Mickey T never really played that much. Well, he only got a few caps, didn't he? Not very many at all. Rocky, hardly, hardly any. But having said that, you know, you look at it as well another way, Loki. You've got Alan Smith for example, Paul Merson, for example, players that were winning league titles, winning golden boots. They never played that much for England, really, did they? When you think when you think now how how easy it is to get England caps, you know, look at some of the players that's got England caps. And then you look at players like that in those in those teams, you know, Steve Bold, you know, why didn't he play for England? You know, Nigel Winterburn. Yes, he had Stuart Pearce and whatever ahead of him, but why wasn't he getting the England caps? Lee Dixon should have had a lot more as well, you know. It looked as though a lot of Arsenal players were overlooked. I don't necessarily think it was necessarily a, a skin a skin um, issue, but who knows? But we had a lot of players at that time that were fantastic players that were winning trophies, winning titles and stuff like that. Should have been regulars in the England team every single game, and they wasn't. 
and it's a shame because they deserved it. They did deserve it more caps, you know. Even Smudge Smith, he should have been playing for England. You know, him and Lineker played together at Leicester. So why wasn't they playing together for England all the time? They knew we had to play with each other. It worked. They were brilliant for Leicester. Crazy. It makes no sense. The England manager never made any sense to me. And certainly this current one certainly doesn't. Um, but anyway, um, but Jennifer says there, Kennedy, George Graham, partnership in the 70s, who went on to Liverpool to win lots more titles, but was suffering also. Because, yeah, he had um, Ray Kennedy had um, Parkinson's disease, didn't he? Uh, I remember there was um, Arsenal did a game for him, didn't they? That would have been about 1991, wouldn't it? When there was that, we had a, a game for Ray Kennedy, didn't we? Because of his Parkinson's disease, raised money and that kind of stuff. Um, that was that was good. That I remember that I went to that game. Um, that was really good. Yeah. And Neil says I only recall one England game with all our famous players. But I don't think any. I don't think they ever played together for England. I don't think they did. Not all of them at the same time. Pretty sure they never did. I think Steve Bowl did he only get one cap in a in the friendly sometime? And I, I don't think he played with the others, did he? Um, I don't think I, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure they never actually played a game together for England. Terry says uh, we have a lot. Of thanks for uh, Kate Howie MP for looking after Rocky when he was a young kid. Yeah, Kate Howie MP. Yeah, she's um, she's been a, a bit of a legend for Arsenal over the years, hasn't she? Um, actually, that's got me thinking now about that back four. Did they ever actually play a game for England? I'm not sure if they ever did. They should have done. They should have been England's regular regular back four and goalkeeper for about five six years, shouldn't they? Regina um, says Ray Kennedy was also uh, a name also in England. Team. Yeah, but mainly when he played for Liverpool, <laughs> you know, he, he didn't win. To, I, I'm sure he maybe made his debut for England when he was at Arsenal. I don't, I don't, he played most of his caps for England when he played for Liverpool, didn't he? But then he was winning league titles, European Cups with Liverpool, I suppose. And he only really won the double with Arsenal, didn't he? Which is great. But um, yeah, I don't know. I do, feel, I do feel sometimes Arsenal players in his, historically have been overlooked by England managers. Um, and... Um, now we, we don't have as many English players in the team that we used to have, do we? But obviously now we've got one who's gonna looks as though he's gonna be a, a regular. Um, Neil says maybe I was dreaming. Well, I wouldn't say maybe he was dreaming, but you might be right. I, I I just can't remember it. I remember always thinking at the time they should be playing together, and I'm sure Steve Bold only played once uh, for England. I'm sure maybe it was against was it? I don't know, friendly against Saudi Arabia or somebody he played. And I think a few of the Arsenal players played that day. I think Thomas played, Rocastle played. Um, I'm not sure if if Dixon and Adams and Winterburn, because Winterburn, did Winterburn ever play for England? He maybe played once as well, didn't he? Um, anyway, uh, Neil says, I'm sure there was one game when they all selected um, and it was in the order back play. Yeah, maybe there was. Maybe it was that Saudi Arabia game, maybe, because I know there was a lot of Arsenal players played in that game. Or a few were in the squad. I don't think they all played. I think Merson might have played, maybe. Um, Anyway, Regenda um, says, also confused him with Alan Kennedy. <laughs> we know he did, yeah. Alan Kennedy and Ray Kennedy, yeah. Um, Alan Kennedy played in defence, didn't he? Uh, I think it was a fullback. And obviously, Ray Kennedy for Liverpool played in midfield after he played as a striker for Arsenal, didn't he? So, um, no, I remember Ray, Alan Kennedy as well. Yeah, didn't Alan Kennedy score in one of the European Cup finals, didn't he, for Liverpool? That I seem to remember in the late 70s, potentially. He might have scored in two of the finals, actually. Um, that was a great Liverpool team, wasn't it, to be fair? But we don't want to talk about that, really, do we? Um, let's um, let's instead focus on us being... Is it eight points clear, are we? Really, eight points clear. That's uh, quite cool, isn't it? With nine games to play. Um, I mean, who would have thought that? We're in April now. Um, it's April the 1st today, of course. And um, I didn't think we'd be, at this point in the season, in this position, absolutely not a cat in hell's chance. I thought this is where we'd be. But we are. 
and um, we are going to stay there, aren't we? Let's be honest. And I think I think today was, in a way, it was it was a good it was a good win for us because again we've had to grow into the game, haven't we? And stuff like that. So um, yeah, long may this continue. We've got nine left, as we said, and let's see if we if we win eight of them, we won the league um, for definite. Um, Neil says they're yeah, not an April four, eight points clear. Yeah, it's not an April four at all. Um, Rajendra says there, so I thought we sold a super player who was with Liverpool in the greatest uh, period. Well, we did, yeah, I mean, we did sell a great player to Liverpool, didn't we? And he went on to have even more success there. Um, Neil says there, 30 million, 30 million what? what is, what's that referring to? You have to let me know what you mean by 30 million. Is that how much, um, what's 30 million referring to? How much we're going to win for winning the league? <laughs> but anyway, um, oh, is that an April Fool thing? Maybe I'll, I've missed it. Um, Thirty in front of Liverpool as my. Oh right. Oh sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm catching up now. See what you mean? Okay. Um, fair enough. Uh, but yeah. So yeah, nine games to play, and it is looking, it is looking good. Let's be honest. You know, we're on this run now. Seven wins in a row at this point in the season. That is what champions do. And I didn't think this team would, would be capable of doing that. I've got to be honest. I really didn't. I didn't think we would. Um, and every week they're proving me wrong. And it's great. And um, let's just hope we can keep this going. But I say we've got some really big tests to come, haven't we? Starting next week, next uh, Sunday, isn't it? Easter Sunday. We're playing Liverpool yeah, on Easter Sunday. Well, that's going to be good, isn't it? Um, so... Uh, we look forward to that game. Of course, that is going to be a big, big test, isn't it? And I say, if we come out of that with all three points, then for me, that is it. My, my, I'll be one hundred percent convinced then in my mind that we will win the league this year. If we, even if, even if we we get a draw, we put in a great performance. That that might be enough to convince me as well. At this moment in time, I'm just taking it as it is, thinking, yeah, fair enough. Let's you know keep winning as many as we can and see where it takes us. But if we win at Anfield, where we've not won for. 12 years, 11 years, whatever it is, that would really make me set up. I think, you know what? We are going to do this. We are going to do this, definitely. Loki says there, draw at City and seven wins, 94 points. The league is one up to go. It'll be our, it'll be our biggest ever um, points title, won't it? Because 90 is our current highest from uh, from the... No, the Invincibles got 90 points, didn't they? I'm sure they did. Um, so 94 would beat that, wouldn't it? That'd be great, wouldn't it? Um, Neil says, gonna go rich, nice chat with you and all. Enjoy your weekends and uh, come and uh, take care of one. Yeah, cheers, Neil. Good to see you, mate. Hopefully, you'll be on Monday night. We will have a chat about this game, look into Liverpool and one or two other bits and bobs, as always. Um, so, we'll see you very, very soon. Um, so, yeah, Arsenal won 4 1 and it was great. And um, some great goals in there as well, wasn't there? Um, what was your favourite goal for me? I think my favourite goal today was probably uh, Jesus' second goal. Great move, wasn't it? And well finished as well. Um, so that was my favourite goal. And also see you Monday indeed, my friend. Um, Loki says thumbs up. But yeah, give us a thumbs up. It'll be nice. Um, just before we go, we need a man in a match, don't we? Um, let's have a think then, because there were a few decent performances there. Trossard, as we mentioned, was brilliant today, wasn't he? Again, what a performance from him. Uh, Martinelli again, uh, someone mentioned Martinelli earlier, didn't they? As, as man of the match, potentially, he, he, he was decent, wasn't he? Got an assist as well, uh, could have had a goal or two. Um, trying to think who else maybe would stand out. Ben White, another really good performance at right back, got himself another goal, two goals this season for him, brilliant. Um, from him, um, I mean, 
Partey midfield was pretty smooth, wasn't he? Um, played well, uh, but for me, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna give it to I'm gonna give it to Gabriel Jesus. You know, two goals, two important goals. The first one, the pressure on that penalty, hadn't scored for ages, tucked it away, cool. And then the second goal, brilliant bit of movement as well. A lovely ball, made the run and got the finish. And I thought he he worked hard, didn't he? He looked as though he's getting back to his his best again. You know, he, we, we, man of the match today could have gone to a four or five player. Let's be honest, but um, I'm going to give it my man of the match to give me Gabriel Jesus because I thought the two goals were so important today. Good to see him getting back on the score sheet. Good to see him back fit again, playing well uh, and fitting straight back into the team. So yeah, I want to give him a big shout out today. But yeah, they all played well. I thought Ramsdale made some important saves early on in that game. Um, important contributions. Rob Holding as well, actually. We want to give Rob Holding a shout out. He's had he's come into the team. Everyone was panicking about Saliba being out. Rob Holding's come in and he's put in another decent performance today. Yes, Leeds aren't a physical team, you know, but they have got good movement and, and good pace around him. And I thought he could have struggled at times today. But he, he hung in there. He done well. Um and yeah, he had a decent game, Rob Holding, with his fantastic new hair. Um so yeah, well well played Rob Holding as well. I want to give him a shout out. Uh, another good performance from him. We're going to need him Probably next week at Anfield, he's going to have to step up again, isn't he? Um, and he's going to have to really produce another another good performance. But at least he's going to be confident now. Two good performances. So, well done, Rob Holding as well. I know I've maybe not always been your biggest fan as a, as a player. I think you're a great guy. Um, and, you know, I thought you came across really well in the uh, All or Nothing documentary. I know on the pitch sometimes you've worried me, but the last couple of games you've been good, solid. So, well done, Rob Holding. Um, I'll give him a, but for Gabriel Jesus for me today, he's just going to shade the man in the match just because those two goals so important and I say big for his confidence as well for these next like last few games of the season. If if he's scoring goals, that could be the difference between us winning it and not. So um, really important day for him. So yeah, well played. But well played everyone. It was a good solid performance all round, wasn't it? Everybody uh, played well today. No one really had a had a poor game, did they? And that's why we've won four one. Um, Terry says, uh, Trossard for me, loving that guy and his attitude. Plus, no, no, exactly. Yeah. I mean, we, we could give Trossard man a match every single game at the minute. He's playing so well, but um, he was certainly in with, in with the running again. But I just think Jesus, just, uh, it's just great to have him back scoring goals. And he's going to be so, so important now, isn't it, in these last few games that he, if he keeps bagging him goals in, I think we'll, um, we'll have a great chance of of getting that title, won't we? So, lots still to look forward to, isn't there, this season? It's been great. It's been a great ride. It's been a it's been a, a tough ride at times. It's been nervy. It's it's been exciting, and here we are with nine games to go, eight points clear, and looking. It's not really necessarily about being eight points clear for me. Yeah, being eight points clear is great, but what it's about for me is it's about the way we're playing. It's how we're looking as though we're confident to win this league now, um, and I, you know that's that's the most important thing for me. You know, it, it's um, this this is a time, isn't it, where it really is. Um, uh, so the pressure is so high and to be able to produce these type of performances again week after week now what's that seven I say seven wins in a row playing like this when we're chasing a title with a young team it's 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 incredible really um, and let's just hope we haven't peaked too soon but uh, I'm sure we haven't um, Loki said uh, my haircut cost me 15 pound yesterday um, what a rip-off uh, and my dad is bored what's going on well you, you could always go down the Rob Holding route couldn't you and uh, I mean, his haircuts probably cost him about ten grand. So you know, fifteen quid's nothing, is it? Let's be honest. Um, so you know, it's a bargain, fifteen pound, isn't it? Mine don't cost me nothing. I just do it myself, so it's fine. Um, but yeah, 
Uh, so he says, well done, Lagunas, today, and come on, you Guna girls, tomorrow. Loki says, that's indeed, yeah. So tomorrow, we are going to be here for the Arsenal women. Um, we are playing, of course, Manchester City at Meadow Park. That is going to be a massive, massive game. Really, really important. Win that. We're back in the title race. So that's a big game. And that kicks off early tomorrow. It's half past 12 on a Sunday, which isn't ideal, is it? You know, Sundays me only lying at a week. I don't want to be getting up early and doing a watch along. But I'm going to because it's a great game. I love doing them. So um, join me for that about quarter past 12. We'll have all your team news, build up and all that kind of stuff. There'll definitely be a watch along tomorrow. I say today, uh, family issues coming. That's more important, isn't it? My son came up for the for the day, so and tomorrow's here. But um, so we watched the game together, which was nice. I enjoyed that. Um, so I thought I'd just do this now. But yeah, we definitely be back tomorrow for the watch along uh, for the women at quarter past twelve. That is going to be great. So please join us for that if you can. Monday, of course, as we mentioned, the Ar- the Arsenal review will be here. Looking, uh, we'll get the guys in. Neil, hopefully Melvin. Um, who knows, one or two other people may be available to come on. We'll get a good panel together for that one. Uh, looking there to Liverpool as well. Um, so that'll be good. Um, and what else have we got coming up this week? There's no midweek games, is there? I'm sure we'll find something to do. We'll find something. We'll stick a show on one night for you. Maybe Wednesday we'll put something together. Um, of course, it's the Lionesses are playing in the Falissimo, aren't they, against Brazil as well later in the week. So we may well do that game as well for you. Um, and of course... Um, Next weekend, the big one, Liverpool away. Easter as well, isn't it? Easter weekend. Oh, actually, I'm away, I know, for Easter. But um, I'll be here for Liverpool game. And we'll do one or two things, maybe. But I'm, I'm off work for, for, what's it, six, seven days. So that's going to be good. Um, anyway, we'll worry about that later. For the time being, we'll see you tomorrow, as Daniel says. Yeah, indeed you will. Uh, Terry says, uh, no noise so far from Gary Neville yet. Well, don't worry about Gary Neville. He's had his day, hasn't he? Um, don't worry about him. We don't care. I don't want to win the league for, to set going level up. I want to win the league because I want to win it and enjoy it. Um, that's and it's for Arsenal, so that's what I want. I don't really care about going level, but anyway, um, it'll be nice for a few people. They'll be a little bit upset, won't they, when they see us lifting that trophy? Um, anyway, I will see you tomorrow at quarter past twelve. It did finish today at the Emirates. Arsenal four leads one. It was very enjoyable. Um, some great goals, some great performances, and good to see Gabriel Jesus off the mark again, back on the score sheet and. Um, looking back to his best or getting back to his best. Um, thanks for the show. Have a good evening yourself, mate. Yep. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday, everybody. Um, and we will see you tomorrow. Bright and early, quarter past 12 for the big one. Arsenal women against Manchester City. We'll be giving you uh, the great watch along for that game as well. So join us for that. Uh, in the meantime, we'll see you then. Come on, you gunners. Eight points clear. I think, you know what? We might well do this. We might well do this. Start preparing for how we're going to react and how we're going to feel when we seal that title is uh, what we're going to do. Uh, Terry says, night all in the chat. Indeed, yeah. Thanks, everyone. Give us a like before you go. I will see you tomorrow, quarter past 12. Can't wait for that one as well. That is going to be something really good. Uh, Terry says, come on, you girly girls. Indeed, we'll be cheering them on tomorrow, hopefully to a big victory. It's been a great week, hasn't it, for Arsenal again. The women reaching the semi-final of Champions League. Arsenal, eight points clear at the top of the Premier League. And the women could get themselves right back in that title race tomorrow. We could be three points off the top with a game in hand tomorrow if we beat Man City. That would be brilliant, wouldn't it? So join us for that. I will see you soon. Take it easy, guys. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday. Come on, you gunners. I'll see you tomorrow. Real Martinelli. It's now with Granit Xhaka. Is it going to be the third goal? It is the third goal. Granit Xhaka with it. That's easy.